All right. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to Things That Matter with Marty McNabb. Um, I have warned Dave that he is a guinea pig for today's um, uh, podcast slash YouTube channel, but he's, uh, he's assured me that he's happy to do that. So I met Dave Roberts at, um, through the Global Grief Conference that I heard about on Facebook and probably through Let's Reimagine, which I've mentioned to you before. And I've been a part of that organization for a couple of years, collaborating and offering uh, show and tale events. And Dave had heard about my show and tale that I am co-hosting with my friend and friend grief coach uh, or expert, uh, Victoria Noe. And that is two o'clock mountain tomorrow. It starts, the conference starts tomorrow. And I know Dave has an event and hopefully he'll tell us about that as well. But it starts tomorrow. Ours is at 2 p.m. mountain, 4 p.m. Eastern. And unfortunately, Dave was not able to make it, is not gonna be able to make it live. And he mentioned that he has an object. He has something that he carries, that he keeps, that matters to him and he would ask uh, I asked him hey I'm starting this uh, new thing and will you join me and and share the story of the thing that matters to you so without further ado I'm going to pass it on to you Dave and take it away thank you well thank you Marty and and I look I we mentioned before you talked you talked to me about being a guinea pig for this for this uh, for this venue and I'm always good to be the first at anything so um it's I fine appreciate that. and as i told you we haven't come down on this earth to have a perfect experience so let's make this as organic as possible and see where it goes so thank um, you i um discovered the value of of linking objects um objects that link us to the memories and of our transitioned loved ones deceased loved ones loved ones who have passed away however we choose to conceptualize death um, several years after my 18 year old daughter Janine transitioned uh, on March 1st, 2003 of a velar rhabdomyosarcoma, a connective muscle, rare and aggressive connect, connective muscle tissue cancer. And I found this object or this object found me in six months after she transitioned in my garage, which has some, many nooks and crannies. And I just whether I was nudged through divine intervention or nudged, I, I happened to just say, well, let me look at, there was a compartment that we used to hook up a landline phone to. I opened up the compartment and lo and behold, I found the object that I'm about to show you. And I began to immediately recall how this object came into play, how it connected me with my daughter. And as I began to progress in my, my grief journey, I began to realize that we can relive memories literally in real time just by recalling the stories that are associated with the object. And what this allowed me to do is it was a vehicle for me to further integrate my grief and in a lot of ways transform the relationship with my daughter, where this object and other perspectives that I've been able to embrace in the 19 plus years since she passed has enabled me to learn that we can maintain bonds with our loved one, we can transform the relationship, and we can continue to connect to their memory, connect to their essence, integrate those memories, integrate 
their essence into into to us literally um and rewrite our life narrative so that we can learn to carry our grief while engaging in purpose in a purposeful and meaningful life in honor of and with our loved ones so you tell me when you're ready for the object i have it right in front of me wonderful well and thank you so much for um sharing your experience of how one of my sayings has has been recently that you know they always the bumper sticker um the best things in life aren't things mm-hmm. and i totally agree with that sentiment however i also after hosting over 160 of these events what i found is that objects like you just so beautifully spoke about somehow hold on to the the memories the stories mm-hmm. and are can be powerful transformational mm-hmm. um ex, you know um objects in our life so yes so without further ado dave please show us this object that you found did you say in the garage it's in the it was in the garage and i found the six months after janina transition so here it is i'm gonna hold it up can you can you see it okay what does that look like to you? It looks like a propeller. Mm-hmm. Actually, if you look at you look at the back, it's a, it's a clip-on deodorizing fan that you can put in your car. So once you turn on the heating vent, it pulls it pulls it gives you a very beautiful you know beautiful odor. It gets rid of any car car odor odiferous smells in your car. You know, things like, you know, uh, remnants from fast food, um, you know, <laughs> yep. sweaty gym suits or whatever. So, <laughs> you know, so it, it helps to really counteract that. So, yes. so this was probably when Janine was about 14. So that would have been about four years prior to her transitioning. She, whoops, I dropped it. Here we go. She, she came and we were in the kitchen. It was a, it was a summer day and she looked at me and she goes, you know, dad, she goes, I'm going to go out. We're going to buy you a car deodorizer. And I said, why do you want to do that? And at the time I had an old 1993 Jeep Cherokee and Janine, who was about as subtle as a trumpet solo. I mean, she would say what was ever on her mind said, dad, your Jeep stinks. So I'm going to take you out. We're going to buy you a car deodorizer. And I think the message was, if I have to ride in your Jeep, at least it's going to smell pretty. Okay. So we went to a place called Pep Boys, which is probably just up, up the road from, from where I, where I live. And it was a summer day. And I remember that day very vividly. I walked into Pep Boys. She was right on my right-hand side. I was on her, I was to the left of her, a young man, probably 16, 17, waited on us. He had very short crop brown hair. I remember, I think Janine was wearing, you know, just a, a regular summer outfit. And I think I had shorts and a shirt on. So she picked out this deodorizer for me. I think Marty probably cost at that time a couple of bucks, if that. Um, and so I bought it. And I, well, I ended, I ended up paying for it. She didn't, she, she basically... So I want to pay for it. You drive me, I'll pay for it. I ended up paying for it. And um, so this, as I mentioned, manifested about six months after, after she had passed and transit or transitioned. And I think it was meant to come up, come to me at that time that it, that it came to me because I was, you know, she was always prominent in my thoughts and she still is, 
you know, she's still very prominent in my thoughts. And typically when we get these kind of signs or nudges from beyond, it's always a product of what's going on with us in the present. I was thinking about her, this manifested. So I held on to it. And at the time, I didn't know why I held on to it other than it was something that I knew reminded me of my daughter. It was another thing to just connect me to her memory. And then I started recalling the story with us. And I also showed this. I, I tell this story whenever I do a work, you know, a workshop, you know, that's based on the integration of grief, um, you know, linking objects, you know, and how they can help us connect to memory and help us work through grief by honoring the memories of our loved ones. So I always tell the story of the $2 deodorizing fan. And the thing about why this is so powerful to me, and I think it could be powerful to anybody who chooses to embrace this as a way to connect to their loved ones, is that when I ever tell that story, it's like it's happening in real time. I can actually find myself going back to that exact place, Pep Boys, visualizing how everything looked, what my daughter wore, what I wore, what the day was like, and I can recall it almost in real time. So it's like I'm being transported to another dimension in time or in the universe where I'm experiencing a past life while I'm living my previous one or past experience while I'm living my present experience. So that's what to me makes it so powerful. And one of the things I used to do as a support group facilitator for the, um, I used to facilitate a support group for parents who had experienced the death of a child. We would have photograph night where they would bring in a photo, favorite photo of their loved one, and they would tell stories around that and, and talk about the connection to that photograph. We also encouraged them to bring in objects as well, too, that were not photographs. The only rule we had, as long as you could get it through the door, it was all good. Okay. If you couldn't get it through the door, we couldn't, we couldn't get it, have to take a picture of it and then bring it in and talk about it. But I adopted this idea from another friend of mine who used to facilitate, we used to co-facilitate a hospice group together. And they used to do this as one of the activities. And there was a woman whose husband had passed that brought in a pasta machine. And they asked her, well, why did you bring in a pasta machine? Well, I brought in the pasta machine because my husband and I would talk about life over making homemade pasta. We would talk about, you know, the, what were, you know, about the kids' futures. We would talk about our children's future, our future. We, we, we shared our hopes. We shared our dreams. We shared our, our sadness while we made pastas, pasta. So anytime I see a pasta machine, I make pasta, I think of my husband. So any object doesn't, it could be a $2 fan. It could be an expensive pasta machine. Could be anything. It could be, uh, you know, it could be uh, an old makeup tube that reminds you of, of, it could be anything. As long as that has significance for you and can help you recall positive memories of your loved ones, it's all good. And I'm a firm believer in using linking objects, which by the way, is, is something that was developed by Dennis Class in conjunction also with this continued bounce theory. And linking objects and continued bonds to me kind of go hand in hand. Wow. Well, I I would love to continue the, the conversation um, and learn more from you because as I'd mentioned, I've hosted 160 of these events. Mm -hmm. A lot, the first 110 were probably all in person, but over the last couple of years, like all of us have, mm -hmm. um, they've mm -hmm. gone virtual. But I, um, I also, your 
your thing about the pasta machine made me think about like, you know, the lives well lived. My mm-hmm. friend Sky Bergman um, did this documentary called Lives Well Lived. And mm-hmm. there's, you know, she has a spoon that she inherited from her grandmother. And so anyway, it's like, but I, you know, I, I remember the changing, like at one point there was, you know, a sense that reminiscing was uh, a, a negative thing and you shouldn't mm-hmm. encourage it. And I'm just so glad that um, the field, um, you know, psychology has opened to the idea that that it, it it's a transitional and, and that transition can be, you know, decades long or whatever, mm-hmm. but it's not in and of itself reminiscing. Um, is not a uh, negative, you know, it's not a, a bad thing. It's not right. a, yeah. So that's, yeah. that's wonderful. But I'm curious, I know that um, you are offering several workshops. I, I knew you were offering one tomorrow, but I, I guess you're offering several this weekend. And I'm wondering if you can list, yeah. listen, uh, you can list them or tell my, um, my audience sure. about them so that they can find you on the Global Grief Conference um, happening this coming weekend. Yeah. Well, I am doing a uh, workshop tomorrow at 6 a.m. Mountain Time and 8 a.m. Eastern Time. It's basically, it's kind of a this, this conversation we're having is kind of a nice segue to what I'll be doing. It's, a, it's called Pieces of Me, uh, a, a, a Technique to Integrate Our Grief and Transform the Relationships with Our Loved Ones. And, Wonderful. and this Wonderful. is, yeah, so this is something that I had come up with, uh, a hands-on activity where, um, you know, individuals could ask specific questions about identifying um, characteristics of their loved ones that they could integrate into their own life narrative. Um, and in a way, you know, create a new relationship or transform relationship with their transition loved ones. And in the, um, in the workshop too, I'll be talking about linking objects and the process of integration. We'll talk about some, some precursors to actually, um, you know, what integration of grief looks like, how we get there. And then a specific, Pieces of me will be the specific tool that I will introduce for individuals to 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 begin to to engage in that process or explore that process of integration. So that's going to be wonderful. 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time and 6 a.m. Mountain Daylight Time or Mountain Standard Time. It's it's the two hour time difference. So if anybody's up in in the you know, the Mountain Time Zone at 6 a.m. in the morning, more than welcome to join. And I'm then, not uh, sure I will be, but because I, okay. I am c- coming to you from Silver City, New Mexico, so yep. we're we're on Mountain Time, and that's a wit, wee bit too early. But do you right. have other workshops that are that well, Mountain Time people can join? Well, actually, it's not going to be a workshop; it's going to be a, a talk. Talk. Yeah. Um, it'll be Saturday, it'll be April thirtieth, at uh, four p.m. Eastern Standard Time and two p.m. Mountain St- Time. The title of that talk is called Wallowing Through the Muck, Literally Through the Muck, Discovering Joy and Meaning After Loss. And now I'm also a, an adjunct professor of psychology and psychology child life at Utica University by trade. So anything I do, workshop or talk, are going to have some didactic teaching points at the end. So Wonderful. and... And so that's, those, a, that's a times that's a time spot that I think I can make 2 yeah, p.m. 2 p.m. Mountain. Yeah, I'm not 
I kind of, I, I, I kind of figure I'm an early bird, but I kind of figure for those who are on, you know, you know, mountain time or they're two hours behind, I kind of figure six, six o'clock in the morning might be a stretch, um, you yeah. know, for a lot of individuals. And again, especially for presenters like yourself who are on mountain time and Victoria who are on, you know, you know, who are on, is on the same time zone. You know, you yeah. guys have been doing preparation for your own workshops and, you know, you want to also give yourself an opportunity to give yourself some some time to rust and to to and, and do some last minute planning. And I think that's the same. I, I want to be able to attend. I could, if I could, I could attend everybody's workshops, but obviously I know. It's, not gonna, it's not going to be possible. No, uh, we've got to take care of ourselves. Of yep. Yep. And I and um, but those are the two that I'm doing and I'm really, really, really looking forward forward to it. And, um, you know. And who knows if the, if, if the pieces of me is a hit, maybe, you know, if it's something that, that other individuals I can always do that some, at some other venue as well, too, you know. Absolutely. Oh, that I I'm hopeful that there will be replays um, or we can go back. I think there uh, the live there's ways to do that. So mm -hmm. get a chance because I would love that. It's been a pleasure getting to know you and learning more about your work and um, the work of your um, academic, um, you know, institution as well. And to hear how you've transformed your, um, your grief um, through, uh, you know, sto sharing stories about your daughter. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, and, and, and that's the beauty of that, that little air freshener thing. I'd never seen mm -hmm. one before. I've seen them in different ways, but not like literally a fan. Um, and, uh, it's so, it's so fascinating because, um, you know, the things like people are always like, oh, it's gotta be this heirloom. It's gotta be this, like, you know, when I ask people to bring an object and tell its story, they're always thinking, oh, it has to be this, this really amazing thing. And I'm like, no, <laughs> no, no, no. My tagline is everything has a story. And some mm -hmm. of the least the $2 things, um, anything can, mm -hmm. you can attach a story mm -hmm. to. So thanks for demonstrating that right away. It's no, no mm -hmm. pressure. You just, everything has a story. Everything is, yeah. I mean, I, I have a, on my desk, I have a, an empty Mary Kay makeup tube. My mother who, who raised me after my father left, um, she was a, she was, a, I used to call her the Mary Kay lady. She was always in quest of the pink Cadillac, but, <laughs> but, in, re, but in reality, that tube reminds me of her commitment to service as well, too. It wasn't so much about accumulating abundance in terms of wealth. It was abundance in terms of the number of relationships she developed as a result of selling Mary Kay and selling a product that she believed in that would help individuals transform um, their outward appearance and obviously help them feel in many ways better about themselves. And that was something that was a mission to her. So whenever I see that tube, it reminds me of her commitment to service, which in my later years, I've tried, I've tried in my last 19 years, I've tried to model. And that's based on her influence. Every time I look at that Mary Kay tube, it reminds me of what that signified for her and what she modeled for me. Wow. Well, like I said, Dave, this is not going to be our final conversation for sure. We've got so much in common and I look forward to continuing this conversation. And I thank you so much for being a, um, a 
a guinea pig on, on this first edition of Things That Matter with Marty McNabb. And uh, I really, I this has been a wonderful way to, to kif, kick off this experience. And I thank you so much. And I look forward to, to joining you for your a Saturday event. I, I look forward to, to, to having you be a part of my Saturday event. It was a pleasure talking with you. I, I, I'm looking forward to future conversations, Marty. Thanks for having me on. Thank you and take good care. All the best. Have a wonderful uh, weekend of the Global Grief Conference. I'm checking as many events as I can uh, without like over overdoing mm -hmm. and, uh, and, and take good care. See you next you, time. You got, you got it, Marty. Take care. Thank you. All right. You're welcome.